According to Fox, according to Fox, Fox, Fox. Hello, everybody. Welcome to According to Fox. I'm your host, A Fox. I want to thank everyone for all the feedback I received and the love um, from last week's episode. I was very transparent. It was so tough for me to get through, but I got a lot of love. I got a lot of comments on, you know, I got well wishes. And I want to thank everyone that tuned in. I need all the love and light that anyone can bring me. So I really appreciate everything that everybody told me about last week's episode. And I'm just going to keep striving like I've been doing. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So last week, Queen B, aka Beyonce Giselle Carter Knowles, performed for the first time in, all right, it's been three years technically, because the last time she performed was for Kobe Bryant's funeral, but I feel like a real stage performance, like not a memorial or something, I think it was four years, because maybe the Coachella thing, I think what she did Coachella might have been the last time. Not too sure, but this is her first performance in pretty much like three, four years. And it was in Dubai at the Atlantis Royal Grand Hotel. And first of all, sis had looks. She had about four different looks. And it was it was like a nice little yellow bodice type thing with like a big ass plume of fur behind it. Like imagine a yellow peacock. I'm not trying to play. I'm just saying that's just what it looked like to me. Like, it looks like a yellow peacock thing. Pause. And she had also, like, this red number. And she had a matching crown. And she had a bunch of dances. You know, the synchronized dances. And it looked crazy. Like, the whole look looked fire. She got paid $24 million. $24 million. Why didn't they make it $25? i am just saying. Like, you could have just rounded it up. If you could give me 24, what's the extra one? You know, give us 25 million. But $24 million, my god sister, Blue Ivy, came out. Because, you know, Jay-Z's my god daddy. You know, that's how I feel. Um, She came out. She had a cute little dance for Brown Skin Girl, you know, being that she was Grammy Award winning because of that song. And she, she came out with B, and she had that cute little dance break, and then B kind of reeled her in. And I'm like, why are you reeling her in? Let the girl go. Let her go in, you know? Maybe she didn't want her to give her, like, she didn't want her to give us too much too fast. I don't know. But it was really, really pretty. Um, She performed 17 songs. And none of them are from that album. Y'all all seem to love and I can't stand Renaissance. Not one of them was from Renaissance. I stand by it, by the way. I still don't like that album. I, I stand by it. Um, She performed At Last. Great song. EXO. I really enjoy EXO. Flaws and all. Okay. So this was like a, okay, like a understated, introspective kind of Beyonce I'm seeing. Because these are all her like real slow singing, singing songs. Ave Maria. I don't know if Ave Maria is like a vibe for a hotel opening, but cool. Halo. That's a beautiful song. Brown Skin Girl, like I said. Be Alive. Eh, I don't like that song. Never really did. Other side, don't know that song. Bigger, 
Do I know that? I don't, it don't sound familiar. I don't know what bigger is. Um, Spirit. I think I've heard of Spirit. It's all right. Freedom, like that. I care. I like that. Beautiful Liar? Really? I'm, I don't think the tone of it goes with the rest of it, but all right. I ain't get paid $24 million anyway, so who the fuck am I? Crazy in Love, but it was the rendition that was like on 50 Shades of Grey because they like slowed it down. It's almost a bit chopped and screwed a little bit, the beat. Um, Naughty Girl, Countdown, and Drunk in Love. And because of her last song, Drunk in Love, she had like this great exit. So she's standing on this circular little beam. And as she starts singing and, you know, modulating, I'm not going to do it. It's a whole challenge on TikTok. If y'all want to hear how she did it, you will not hear it from me. So um, she's like on this little circular beam and she, you know, starts singing and the, the beam rises and it continues to rise. And from what I read, it was like 16 feet in the air or something like that. And she just kept singing and singing, and it was just as angelic, and it was fireworks behind her. It was a fucking exit. Shout out to UB. She can put on the show. That is like the most hardworking person in the business. Like, even with Chris Brown, I think Chris Brown, I'm not saying he don't work hard, but I feel like when he dances, it looks so effortless. Like, it looks like he didn't try. It looks like he's just moving. His body's just like fluid with whatever with Beyonce and I'm not saying she's not a spectacular dancer because she is and it's not like you see her do like one two three counts in her head nothing like that it's just it you can tell she's working hard you can tell she works all in that craft like the visuals and everything that was going on in that concert was hard work it was perfect execution like it was it was professional it was fire. It was superstar status, like the way her performances are. Like it just, you could just tell us so much work goes in between them, and and she works hard. Her dances work hard. The production works hard. It looked great. Like aesthetically, super pleasing, super pleasing. Um, shout out to Beyonce, and she got a new Ivy Park thing that's dropping like next month, like February 9th. So you know, even though you don't really see her and she's not performing she's still getting work done <laughs> she's still getting a job done out here and yeah it's good to know you know i know she got the three kids in tow it's a lot going on for her but i think she's supposed to be on tour for renaissance one day i don't know when i don't i don't know if you guys if they release any type of information about it i hope you guys have fun because y'all really love that fucking album like to its core and i don't know why but you know child to be performance look beautiful um bmf black mafia family is back if you have not watched this season just fast forward give it like probably five six minutes fast forward right now if you have not watched the new season of bmf okay Five, four, three, two, one. All right, cool. Misha and Terry Daddy get on my motherfucking nerves. 
He is angry all the time, mad all the time, want Terry to do this all the time, don't want to talk to Meech about nothing, mad at the mother. But now you over here getting bitches from church. From church. I know he fucking that guitar lady. I know he fucking her. We know he fucking her. Lucille know he fucking her. I know that that man out there committing adultery in Snoop Dogg's church with that woman. That's one. Two, why the fuck would y'all bring Lamar back? Why? I felt like if there was anything more unnecessary, it was that. If y'all ran out of villains and shit, then just say that. But we saw this nigga get shot. We saw all that. For the end of the first episode, this nigga to wake up out of coma. He got a whole colostomy bag and shit. This nigga barely surviving. And somehow... He's, he's, he's out the coma, shit bag on him. He fucking put a cop in a sleeper. He goes to the funeral home. Well, he goes out in the street in a whole hospital gown all night. Nobody see him. Nobody stop him. He just traipsing about. He had a fucking, what's that called? A payphone. I forgot what payphones were. It's been a while. He had a pay phone call his cousin owns the funeral home. I don't know where the nigga had a quarter from. Cousin pick him up. This nigga sleeping in body bags at the morgue. Why is he sleeping in fucking body bags? He's so weird. He's so weird. I just, I don't get it. And I know they're like, oh, he's, he's a gangster. He's this. That nigga is a different kind of nuts. He is. He's just outside crazy. All right. And this nigga Meech over here trying to move work. Terry trying to start a legitimate car business. These niggas barking and beefing every time they see each other. Be Mickey's in a fucking tough spot. And I mean, I feel for B. Mickey. I do. But I feel like he always got some shit going on. Like always. Before that Kato chick. Now it's the shit with his moms and the cop trying to get him to do shit. And it's like, God damn, B. Mickey, like, why the fuck is life happening to you like that? Like, why is it just lifing? And, you know, Terry and Meech, I need them to, like, be on the same page, which it looks like it's finally happening. But it took a while. It took, like, a couple episodes for that. But, yeah, I'm I'm mad they brought back Lamar. For all that, you could have brought back Kato. And then when the cop going to tell B. Mickey... How Kato was pregnant. So not only did he kill his baby mama, he killed his kid. That nigga threw up. I mean, that's that's tough to fucking digest, to be honest. That's fucked up. But, you know, it's like... Huh, it's like they trying, to, they trying to force something. I don't know. And that new guy, K-9, I don't know. It's I want to see what the next episode is about. Because the next episode... It looks like they made their way to Atlanta because they had to leave Detroit because shit got too hot and it was nothing they could do about it. So it seemed like they left at, they left to Atlanta, which is how everybody knows BMF became real popular and big because they went out to Atlanta. So let's see what the next episode's about. And oh yeah, the nigga damn near followed them in the car to Atlanta. How the fuck is Lamar like the most capable super nigga of villains like i don't get it and it's not like he's that calculated because he's too unhinged to be that calculated he just really is 
I don't know if niggas just got the worst luck when it comes to him or he got the best luck. Because he shot Meech like three times and they all face-to-face calling themselves Batman and the Joker. All that shit was just up or whatever. But that nigga could sing. Lamar be singing his crazy ass off. He was singing Frankie Beverly in the interrogation room and he sounded amazing. Put him on American Idol. I don't know what we going to do. Can we bring back Star? And then have like Lamar be like one of the singers or something like Luke James' brother. I don't know. That nigga could sing though. I want him to sing all the time. I just don't want to see him as himself on the screen because he's fucking crazy. But like I said, next week's episode, we'll talk about it. Like, I really want to know how they're going to take it, like what route it's going to be with this series. I really do want to know though because if they started off so early in the game for them. So I'm kind of curious to see how it was going to be when they get like older, older. And, you know, that's when they was buying out bars and buying the club out and then selling all them drugs. Like, I want to know how they're going to make that transition from when they was kids to like grown ass men and before they got knocked or if they add when they got knocked too. So yeah, like I said, pretty, pretty curious about, you know, the, the way the show's going to go. Um, new movie on Netflix. So, if y'all know me, y'all know I love me some Lauren London. Would never kick her out of bed. I think she's by far the most perfect looking person who ever touched the world. And I don't care. Call me what you want. But she is gorgeous. So, the movie's called You People on Netflix. It's her, Jonah Hill as her love interest. Her dad is the equally gorgeous, her dad, I'm sorry, her mom is the equally gorgeous Nia Long, and her dad is Eddie Murphy, right? Eddie Murphy's always funny, so it's like, cool. Then you got Julia Louis-Dreyfus, that's Elaine from um, Seinfeld, and David Duchovny from X-Files, right? That's his parents. Cool. Pretty good cast. I didn't laugh once. And I'm not saying the movie's terrible, but it wasn't that good. So, and Lauren is thicker than a pot of grits left out for two days in that movie. Thick is all outside, and I'm this is no shade. She looked great. Thick as hell. So, she in the movie, and her and Jonah Hill get together, and it's basically like, she's Muslim. She's not just black. She's Muslim, and he's Jewish. So they get together and they decide to get engaged and then how they clash with each other's family members. So Jonah Hill is clashing with Eddie Murphy, a.k.a. Akbar. And Lauren is clashing with um, Elaine, Miss Shelley. That's her name on the show. And, you know, David Duchovny just keeps bringing up Exhibit, apparently. That's his favorite rapper. That's that's his dad. And um, Nia Long, you know, I, I guess the other parents are very indifferent. I do not believe for a second that Jonah Hill can bag Lauren London. Not for a second. Sorry. Just don't. Don't see it. That that was off. Like, it was no on-screen chemistry at all. They didn't even kiss each other in the movie. No on-screen chemistry. And it's like, you know how, how, I don't, y'all watch This Is Us. If y'all didn't watch it. Kevin Pearson. Um, Captain America. Chris Evans, Travis Kelsey, 
the guy who plays on the fucking Chiefs. Those white, white boys, like them super white boys, but look mad good that black girls could like really be on some what's up. That's the kind of man Lauren was supposed to have in this movie. Jonah Hill, I don't care how many sneakers he had on. Your man had a slick back, curly, like pimp look. Like like how fucking Cat Williams be thinking he looking. Like it was slick all the way back and it's bleach blonde at the end. And it's like, you supposed, this supposed to be nigga that bags this fire thick black girl? Him? You want me to believe that this nigga got Lauren London. That was the first one that was all for me, right? So the show progresses. And to me, it just, it, it felt a little forced, the comedy. And they, they definitely were trying to hit the notes on how interracial relationships are and how people respond to them. And it still feels black. It, it didn't it didn't translate as well as it should have. And they were talking about Kenya Barris because they was like, oh, he's very obsessed with biracial shit. And I feel like, I don't know if I would say obsession, but that really is what he always does. Like, even on Blackish, every kid on Blackish is biracial except Marse Martin. She's the only one that was all black. Like, Yara Shahidi is black and Iranian. And the other two kids... Oh, well, no, Devontae's on black and white, too. The other three kids are black and white. You know what I'm saying? Because Rainbow's black and white. But he's black, so these kids can't be a little darker. You can't bring no darker kids on. You can't bring black kids that's just regular black kids on. And I got a mixed niece, so it's not like I don't love mixed people. My favorite person in the world is biracial. I'm just saying, the way Kenya Barris kind of keeps it, I don't know, the way he does it is very... It does seem a bit weird. I, I can't say it doesn't. And like the movie, they start like clashing because I don't even think it's more about the color. Like Denzel said before, culture plays a difference. Cultures don't mesh. Like even if I was to date a Muslim man, culturally, it may not work because I'm Geechee. I'm from the South. Our, our whole thing is pork. They don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was raised Baptist. They pray five times a day. Like cultures sometimes are don't blend. It's not even like the race. It, it's really the cultures. So they was definitely disconnecting at certain points and everybody's parents was getting to them and it came to a head for both of them at the engagement party and, you know, things took a turn. But for me, I wanted Eddie Murphy to be funnier. Eddie Murphy's hilarious. I really didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at all. It's very hard not to laugh at Eddie Murphy. Even if it's a bad Eddie Murphy movie, I've laughed. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's usually very funny too, didn't laugh at all. Like, not one chuckle. They had Sam J as his best friend. That's the um comedian. And I don't think her comedy's funny. I I don't find it funny at all. Like, I would have preferred, like, a Michael Che, maybe. You know, I, I I love his comedy. But when she says things, I don't feel like, oh, this is funny. I feel like she's just saying shit. So, I don't know if she wrote most of the parts. I don't know if she wrote her part. But from Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy and these people, I expected something so much funnier. But my boo, 
she showed some range in this movie. She she did great. She did great. I liked it. I liked her. Let me take that back. I liked her in this movie. She did remind me of my sister in some parts, which kind of ruined her for me. So I'm just hoping it's that character because she definitely had like an India vibe and it it bothered me so bad. So I'm like, maybe the next movie I can have Lauren back to myself because yuck. But <laughs> she's still, you know, she she acted. She did great. We haven't seen her like really act since that movie with um Michael B. Jordan. And she only had like two scenes because she had to like die immediately. So before that, you know, she hasn't been acting that much because of the whole Nip thing. Oh, yeah. And Nip. Nice little Nip montage in the beginning. And I, I know... They did that for her, and that's I think that's pretty dope. But besides that, mm, a three. No, I can't give it a three because Lauren's in it. I'll give it a five and a half because Lauren and Nia looked amazing. Carisha's in it. Lala's in it. It's one of the movies where they threw a billion people in there, and you thought it would be really good, and it's not. It's just really filled with a billion people. So uh, you got to tell me what you think about the movie. But for me... It fell pretty flat. So last week at the 49ers game, Matt Barnes got into a kerfuffle with his present fiance's ex-husband this fiance is Anansa sims which is the model beverly johnson miss trinidad from martin <laughs> that's um her um mom so matt barnes and her i believe they have a kid together and i think she has three kids and i know he has two so apparently homeboy showed up his name is david patterson he showed up at the Niners game, because everybody knows Matt Barnes is like a huge Niners fan. They get into it, and apparently Matt Barnes spit on him. I think spitting on somebody is the most disgusting thing in the world. I, it's like, hit me, kick me. But if you spit on me, I will most likely try to kill you. That's just me. I feel like just to have relieve your bodily fluids on someone and walk away is wild, but whatever. So soon after that, he filed a restraining order. And you know, Matt Barnes is like a TV personality. You can't be spitting on people and you a personality. Like you probably would have did better just hitting them, but spitting on somebody that's wild. So either way, he got a lot of, you know, heavy feedback on what happened. And Ananta spoke out. And she has released a huge statement. And it's very concerning because this man's wild. Like, for instance, she said her ex-husband has been harassing them for years. And that harassment escalated after Christmas, after their Christmas engagement. In the month of January alone, my ex has called the police at our home five times on false claims of having a scheduled visit. Each time I've shown the different officers our talking parent messages, confirming that we, in fact, did not have a visit scheduled. This has been extremely traumatizing for our children and our neighbors. In November 2022, 
I was granted a three-year restraining order against my ex, which the judge included our children for their safety. David was placed on supervised visits due to the nature of the restraining order. And my ex has been threatened to run me over with his car and gladly watch all the blood leak out of my body. He said this to me in front of our children at their baseball tryout. He also threatened to kill Matt with his Glock multiple times in front of our children. Thankfully, I was able to record him saying these threats on video, which in addition to his other disturbing behavior aided in the judge granting me with the restraining order. That's nuts. That's nuts. Like, all that? Ugh, I don't know. And then, what else she said? Okay, this is the second restraining order I've had to get on my ex-husband. In 2017, the judge granted me with a three-year restraining order due to domestic violence and David threatening to kill me and himself multiple times. David has said in text messages recently that he was going to end Mads' podcast and ESPN career. So when I learned about the altercation at Levi Stadium, I knew David was trying to bait Matt into hitting him. My ex-husband had just sent police officers to our home days before that game on full scheduled visit claims. It's public knowledge that Matt is a huge 49ers fan and David knew Matt would be at the game. Giving David an opportunity to approach Matt, David started the altercation, which resulted in Matt's response. Unfortunately, the cameras only capture Matt's reaction and not the whole incident. He's even gone as far as making disparaging claims against Matt Barnes' twin sons with Gloria Govan. And these are kids, like small children. This guy is nuts. And he sent like a mass sex message to eight people saying he thanks everyone for, everyone for his support and he lost his family to his porn addiction and sex addiction. Oh, that, that's all right. That's the double whammy. And his beard has come off to show that Santa Claus is not real. This nigga is wild. I'm not the person y'all think I am. I contemplate taking my life daily, but my kids keep me from doing that. I know that me saying that can be used against me down the road, but I don't care. I can't lie to you all anymore. This is his messages to a group chat of like eight people. Please don't share any of Anansi's secrets that I have shared with you to anyone. I betrayed her, even though I was upset that was not my business to tell. This nigga over here, George Jackson too. I hope one day I can get my family back, but I know right now I'm not ready. I have to get right with God first. I love you all. So, that that's fine. So, and the last one says, a message between them two. He said, also, I would love to revisit child support. And he said, I'll have them ready. Announcer replies, okay, just so I'm clear, do you want every other weekend? He says, no, never. So he, he doesn't want them. He doesn't, he doesn't want them kids. He never wants to. Okay, be careful who y'all marry, people. I could never stress that enough. Be careful who you marry. Be careful who you have children with. Be careful. It it carries on. Even when y'all divorce and end and break up and you're trying to move on to a new marriage, a new husband, a new life, that shit will still follow you. Be careful. 
Because that's wild. This nigga don't want no visitation. He telling the group chat that Santa Claus bids off. And if I told you her secrets, don't say nothing. Sir. Threatening kids. Threatening to kill himself. Threatening to kill her. Threatening to run her over in front of the kids. Like, nah, nah. Be careful, man. That's all I'm saying. These niggas out here. Not even worth it. And women, too. It's some crazy women, some crazy ex-wives. It's, it's a lot of people. Be careful who y'all lay down with, who you want to spend the rest of your life with, all that. Or when you start dating people, find out their family history. Who the fuck is crazy in their family? Who got the bipolar? And it's not even like mental shaming. Just, just see. Just so know what you're up against. I have sickle cell trait. I have to know if you have sickle cell trait on the off chance that I get pregnant and we have a baby with sickle cell anemia because, you know, the eyes go up. You have to know family histories too. Get to know these people because I wouldn't wish that on nobody. That's And that's mad normal for some people. Like, some people deal with that with their exes constantly. Couldn't be me. I don't know how they do it. But be careful, y'all. We'll see what happens to Matt Barnes. I don't think he's lost his job or anything. But um, we'll see what happens because he he's he's always in the middle of some relationship shit. For him to drive halfway across the world just to whip his last fiance's new man's ass, who was his teammate, and just get back in the car and drive back, you know he a little off his rocker too. He he got a couple screws loose maybe, but again, be careful, y'all. Um, so this week is like the AFC and the NFC championship games. Because Super Bowl's in like two weeks. We got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Eagles. And we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I believe this week, the Eagles have been looking good all year. I'm not saying the Niners haven't, but the Eagles have been looking super impressive all year. But the Niners have a hell of a defense. The best defense. And the Eagles is not too far behind. Uh, it's anybody's game. And mind you, by the time the show airs, we're going to find out who wins or not. So, whatever. It's anybody's game, but I'm going with the Eagles. And for Cincinnati versus KC, Joe Burrow has been like 3-0. and against the Chiefs, and um, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is in the best of health right now, so it might be the Bengals back to the Super Bowl this year, to me, so yeah, that's what it's looking like, so the Eagles win today, and the Bengals most likely will win today, this is my just my, my thoughts, we'll find out tomorrow if I'm right. And then I think for the whole shebang, you know, for the all the chips and salsa, the Eagles will win. The Eagles will take it. I think so. Because I remember us, we stopped the Eagles in like 2005. But every time they go to the fucking Super Bowl, they usually win. So I think the Eagles, final answer will be the Super Bowl champions. And we'll see in two weeks. I can't even say anything about it now. Two weeks, we'll see. But I think it'll be the Eagles. And I want to know what Rihanna's going to perform, too. 
I want to know because I know for a lot of women, it's the Rihanna concert and the football game. And I'm not being misogynistic. Once niggas said Rihanna was performing, women started going, oh, I have to watch the Super Bowl. So it's like, I I want to know what, what way she's going to go. Like, is she going to play some Pour It Up? Or is she going to play some Live Your Life? Like, what Rihanna are we going to get? Are we going to get anti? Is she going to get, some, like, some new shit? Who is she bringing with her? I don't know. I think The weekend brought somebody on. Even when, like, it was Coldplay, they brought Beyonce out and they brought other people. Was Bruno Mars too or something? Like, they bring people out, right? Who will Rihanna... I don't think it should be Rocky, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I would hope it's not Rocky. Who will Rihanna bring out, though? Maybe Hove? I don't know. I don't know. I think she's going to bring somebody out, though. She hasn't performed in so long. I I don't know. I'm excited, though. I'd like to see how she does it, how it's going to play out. I personally might, you know, get me a shirt. Being that my team isn't playing, I might get me a little Fenty football shirt, you know, something for the, for the game, something like <laughs> to express my support for that. But, you know, I'm not, like, in the Rihanna Navy or nothing. But, like I said, I don't have a, a horse in this race. So, I'll just be on Team Rihanna this year, even though I think the Eagles are going to take it. But, yeah, I'm very excited and interested in what she's going to do. So, yeah. Good luck, Rihanna. I know it's your first time back. Little baby. I'm going to call him Rebel because I feel like that's his name. I don't know that baby name. But I think his name is Rebel and it's supposed to be if it's not. So if it's Rebel, somebody give me a million dollars. But yeah, remember I said it. So Eagles and Bengals win today, which is yesterday for y'all. And Eagles take it all. Pause. somber note we've lost another black man at the hands of police violence and five cops five black cops decided to take the life of Tyre Nichols Tyree Nichols I'm sorry and on January 10th Tyree Nichols died in the hospital three days after five Memphis Police Department officers severely beat him during a traffic stop Nichols was stopped for alleged reckless driving and was pulled from his car by officers who used pepper spray and a taser and a baton, by the way. Nichols managed to break away. As he attempted to flee from the officers, he eventually was arrested. So the body cam footage was released. 
And I, that's something I don't watch. I don't care to see for anything. Police brutality, whatever. I never want to see someone's worst moments on camera. That's just not for me. And um, they circulate all over social media. And it's as horrendous as anybody probably would have thought. I guess a lot of people didn't imagine that's how bad it was. But they beat that man with a baton and they were sadistic with it. From what I hear, there was laughter. Five of them. Five. Just like black cops too. Black. You know? And it just shows how blue people think they are. Once they get a badge, it's just ridiculous. So we're, um, let me get the names of them because their names need to be, definitely need to be um, said because, yeah, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should definitely go to jail and be in the general population with the rest of the criminals that they, quote, unquote, were supposed to protect us from. Their names are Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Justin Smith, Emmett Martin, and Desmond Mills Jr. And they're all supposed to be arraigned on the 17th of February. They were relieved of duty. They were charged with second-degree murder, aggravated kidnapping, um, assault, and other charges, battery as well. And they're free. They're free right now. Yes, they are. They are out on bond. And it is despicable to see how Jermaine said this before. He was um, a guest on our show before. Nothing happens when you take black lives because when you take black lives, there's no consequence. There is no consequence. Now, Granted, do I believe that if they weren't black, would they have been punished as fast and swiftly? No. I don't think so. I think it would have taken some time. And I think it would have been well after the the body cam footage. It would have taken a minute. I think so. Right? But the fact still remains. What they did was wrong. Black, white, or indifferent. It was inhumane. And for people to think, because you think someone commits a crime, but to beat them down is okay, it's not. Even if you're a criminal, you deserve basic human rights. And that's something that, this is Memphis. You know, this is a Southern town. Um, There are white people in Memphis. I'm not acting like there aren't, but you know, it's predominantly black. It's not like the richest place in Tennessee. And it's very, like, the the chief of police there is a black woman. And she disbanded the men, and it's been a lot of accolades for her and a lot of applause for how swiftly she went and, you know, handled this situation. But she's also the person who put the unit together. It's called the Scorpion Unit, and apparently she came from Atlanta, And she got it from them. She had a whole unit in Atlanta just like that, too. And she decided to disband the unit that she pretty much started, that she came to be. And I also received 
information that one of the cops that were, you know, in charge of, you know, the beatdown of this poor man, his name, which one? Oh, Tadarius. Of course, I want the fucked up name. Tadarius Bean. He was a former Omega Sci-Fi president, which is like the Q-Dogs, the who was like whatever what they thing is. Um, and he had a previous scandal of disturbing hazing rituals. Now, y'all know I ain't never trust no fraternities. I've never trusted fraternities and sororities. I just don't know why. It don't sit well in my spirit. But former, so I'm guessing he is no longer an Omega Sci-Fi president or in the organization at all. And another case involved a man. Yeah, so the news of Bean's former life as a fraternity president has tarnished, has people questioning whether... Tyree Nichols' death tarnishes Omega Sci-Fi's reputation. They did not release a statement. Um, I would like to know what the scandals were brought against him because by the looks of it, he is a sadistic person. From what I hear about the video, it was sadistic. You hit somebody with a baton and everybody kept saying he said, I'm just trying to get home. And he called out for his mother and, you know, my heart breaks just even reiterating that. I didn't even watch it, and my heart breaks knowing that this is what that man went through. And it sucks. It's whack. You can't even depend on your own people because when they're dressed in blue, you know, they're no longer black. They're a blue life now, which is... We'll get to that in a second. And... Brianna Taylor and Tyree Nichols have the same birthday. Talk about the strangest, most tragic sense of irony. They were both born June 5th, 1993. To the day, they were born on the same day and lost their lives to police violently. Whew. It's, talk about history repeating itself. It's like, this is this is the wildest thing. And he was a skateboarder from California. Skateboarder. So is that a threatening person? No, not even a little bit. Skateboarders put themselves in danger more than anyone else. Skateboarder who moved to Memphis. And he worked for FedEx. And he was a dad. He was a dad. He would have been 30 this year. Didn't live to see 30. Didn't. I have a brother who's 30 years old. I have a younger brother who's 30. It would kill me. It would kill me if anything happened to him. And to know someone very close in age as him died that way. Sorry, was murdered and brutalized that way. That is unexplainable. And I had a cop on the show before. We spoke about, you know, police brutality. And he was black. But for me, it's like, I don't understand how you can be black and be a cop. And I say that because the system that oppresses us, you don't end up changing it. You end up becoming a part of it. You end up becoming the the slave catcher who oppresses us. The one that's like, yeah, boss, there's one over here. You become the problem. 
and you think if you like just let me just get inside and let me get in and fix the system and and make it like this before no you become a part of the issue there is no greater gang than law enforcement I will always say that they have their own guns. They have their own protective gear. They have quote unquote authority and can hide behind the badge through everything. If you tell, if you snitch, they'll kill you or they won't protect you or they won't fuck with you. They'll do all kinds of little smoke militia tactics. If you're against what they do. If you tell, just like gangs do, they do, they're corrupt. They can get money under the table and they want all this respect without giving any of it, any of it. They expect to be treated like the authority figures that they want to be. And they are not, they're not, they're not deserving of it. Especially if you don't come at me with respect. I don't give a fuck how many badges and what color you have on. If you come at me stupid, I'm going to come at you dumb. Because if you play a stupid game, you will win a stupid fucking prize. People think because they are infiltrating the system that they are no longer a part of the system. And that is now how, that's not how oppression works. Oppression can still, still be oppression with black people involved in it because it's the system that's oppressive. It's a system that is built against us, that is still built against you, no matter if you're a judge, a, a lawyer, a cop. The system is still going to try its best <laughs> and it doesn't have to try that hard <laughs> to be against you. And not only did they allow that to happen, they allow themselves to become the monsters that our people have endured for generations. They allow that five black officers, five, and Ty Tyree Nichols was just trying to get home. That's it. Just trying to get home. And y'all don't have anything better to do. And they took a life and not one time was there remorse. There wasn't any kind of, oh, I think it's this. He was beaten so badly. He was in the hospital for three days until his body just gave out. And they thought it was funny. They thought it was cool. And I don't understand what kind of pleasure you get and beating a man down. And it's five of y'all. It couldn't be one. It had to be all five of you. What y'all were trying to do, show master the child down? Y'all were trying to show that white man that, oh, yeah, we'll do this? Y'all were trying to show your blue brothers and your blue sisters that y'all down for the cause too? That, that, that was y'all plan? That was y'all aim? Mission accomplished. Now look at you. And they not coming to help you, oh, black ass. They are not. They not standing beside your black ass. They not standing tall for y'all at all. It's a wrap.
It's a fucking rap for y'all. You crazy? You thought you was gonna get the same type of accolades? You thought they was gonna hold you down? Nah. Still nigga. Word to Jay-Z. Still nigga. They look at you as a nigga with a badge. Don't make a difference what you thought. This is what it is. So with y'all little Blue Lives Matter flags and your Blue Lives Matter little tropes and things, let's see how they stand beside y'all because it's been fucking crickets for y'all since January 10th. It's about, what, 19 days? 20 days? Crickets. And this is why Black Lives Matter. Because for some reason, even we need the reminder. Even we need to like hear it that, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter too, my bad. Even we forget. Because they put on that uniform and forgot. But you know what lives don't matter? Because all lives don't matter. They don't. You know why? Because blue lives don't matter. Do you know why blue lives don't matter? There are no blue lives. You point me to a blue fucking person and you let me know how life has been for blue people. And then we can circle back to the conversation for blue lives. Your uniform is your uniform. That's what that blue light you're talking about is a fucking shirt and pants. It's nothing blue about you. Your skin ain't blue. Your hair might be blue. Nothing else about you is blue. When you take off that goddamn uniform, you are black. Still black. You're black when the uniform's on too. I don't know if they told you different. I don't know if they told you, hey, you put on the the uniform and miraculously you look like a fucking avatar because you don't. You're black. Yet and still. This is why blue lives don't matter because blue lives don't exist. But my black life exists. My brother's black lives exist. My family's, my mother's black life exists. And black life is always in danger. Just because we are black lives. Always in danger. We can't change our complexions. We can't change our creed, our heritage. We can't change our careers. If I change my outfit, I'm still black. You take off your uniform, you still black. Stop thinking because you a cop now, you ain't black no more. You still black. And I can't avoid being black. I can't avoid my life being in danger every fucking turn. And our lives are more in danger from quote-unquote blue lives than anybody else. And y'all know I don't believe in black and black crime, so please go to another podcast with that shit. Crime happens when you have people in the same areas who have have issues, who have to exist and share experiences with each other, and then conflicts happen. If you don't live in the area with white people, more, more than likely, you're going to have conflict with black people. It's not black on black crime. It's just crime. It's just conflict. But what cops do to us, 
with body cameras that they literally disregard, that's crime. That's quote unquote blue on black crime. And I don't see nobody trying to make that shit a thing. I don't see anybody coining that phrase. Those five black men thought that they were blue. And the minute they did that shit, the minute they stole that man's life, the minute they snatched his humanity from him, his soul from him, they snatched everything that man was from him in those minutes. They thought they would be defended by the blue lives they claimed to be. And they weren't. And they shouldn't be. They shouldn't. And people like being so combative. Oh, cops risk their lives. They do this. They do that. They are never there when you need them. Ever. I've called a cop probably once or twice in my life. Never there when you need them. This is why Batman will always have a job. Because Batman shows up when crime happens. I know he's fictitious. But damn it. So is police justice sometimes. Fictitious. Cops never there when you need them. Ever. Crimes already happen, they're gone. But mind you, it'll be in the neighborhood where they always around, always foot patrolling. But when something happens, they are never there. Ever. Y'all want to sit here and defend yourselves for being cops. And we do this, and we put our lives on the line. What do y'all do? The minute we said defund police, which means take away all these billions of dollars that y'all niggas is getting just for killing us, y'all stop doing y'all jobs. Y'all stop doing it. Y'all, y'all just everywhere now. And everybody's like, oh, we got so dangerous in New York and all of this is happening. I wonder why. Hmm. So if it gets so dangerous that many people want to defund the police, that's not, you don't think the police have anything to do with that? You don't think people are abandoning posts? You don't think people are catching blue flus? You don't think this is not gang warfare? To just not do shit? Y'all don't think that's gang gang shit? Law enforcement are the biggest of crime families. That's it. NYPD, LAPD, whoever. The crime that happens while being a cop or avoid. All of that. The things they do. But then when it comes to coming to our neighborhoods. We criminals and we ain't shit. And they could they could kill us. They could do whatever, and they could go home to their houses and sleep like babies, and we become hashtags. And I'm tired. And I know I always say I'm tired, but I'm tired. I'm tired. Why? Why is why are y'all so scared? And that's my thing. If you're scared, why are you a cop? Why would you put your life in danger, quote unquote, every day if you're that scared? Why would you come to our neighborhoods and do this? Bother us, disrespect us, tell us what to do where we live, why? And for those five former officers, I know y'all families are ashamed of y'all. I know. this. Watching that tape, there's no way that they couldn't. Like, and I didn't watch it. I know I didn't, but I know they did. And your neighbors, your kids, 
Then people see you for what y'all are. And y'all are monsters. And whatever happens, I hope they throw every book at y'all. Hope y'all never see the light of day. Because Tyree will never see the light of day again. At the hands of his own people. And it and it be us. It is us who did this to us. Despicable. Rest in peace, Tyree Nichols. You didn't deserve that. Nobody did. May you rest in power. Our weekly hustle comes from a TikTok video by at Hannah Drake Six. As many of you all know, these five officers have been charged with second degree murder in the death of Tyree Nichols. Uh, from the time that of the incident and the time that Mr. Nichols passed away, it was about 19 days. They had been fired and they have been charged, which lets me know that they can always fire and charge officers just that quickly. What I want these five officers to really know, though, is that the back the blue posse ain't coming. The Blue Lives Matter posse ain't coming for y'all. See, what y'all fail to understand is that you all are black. I don't care what color that uniform is. At the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, y'all are black people. So ain't nobody coming to ride for y'all, and rightly so. You get exactly what you deserve. What y'all fail to do is protect a black man, and y'all are black men yourself. You know how difficult black men have it in this world. Black people in general, but black men since Tyree was a black man. And what you all did was put on a uniform and thought that gave you some level of protection. It did not. And now you see, ain't nobody coming to ride for you. Won't be any GoFundMes for you and your families. Won't be any casseroles brought to y'all houses because at the end of the day, y'all are black men and you let that uniform gas you up and think that you were anything different and you're not the world sees you for who you are and memphis always saw you for what you were you fooled yourself into thinking that you were anything different and you know what that is at the end of the day ice cube was right in that song showing out for you know who that's what y'all did you get exactly what you deserve and i hope you know that uh, thin blue line, it don't work for y'all. Back the blue ain't gonna happen. Blue Lives Matter won't be riding for y'all. You get exactly what you deserve. And I couldn't agree more. This has been According to Fox. See y'all next week.